turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Come on, say, turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. Overflow. Turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. We Welcome to Beyond the Veil, a ministry of Dayspring Chapel. Arise, shine, and excel. Located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. As Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now, let's listen in to today's message from Pastor David Oluwadara. Ephesians 1, to 23. And he says, and he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And he put all things under his feet. Who is the he that put all things under his feet? God put all things under whose feet? Jesus. Okay. And gave him, Jesus, to be head over all things to the church, to be head over all things giving to the church, over all things to the church. So he's the head, he's the supervisor, the administrator, the director, the manager of everything giving to the church. All things to the church, all things giving to his body, all things giving to him is the head. So that church is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The fullness, the church, the body, the fullness of him. The church, the body, the fullness of him. The church, the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So, what is the fullness here? What is the fullness here? Let's, let's read it again. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church which is his body, the fullness of him. So the church is the fullness of him. The church is the fullness of him who fills all in all. The church, the body of Christ, is the fullness of him. The fullness of God who fills all in all. The fullness of God. God who fills all in all. God fills everyone in all things. All things belong unto him. Amen. I hope we got these three answers there. So the first one says what? The love of Christ. And to experience that love is to be filled with the fullness of God. The second one is simply Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead. And the third one, Ephesians 1, says the church is the fullness of God. God has put everything in Christ, in his body, in the church, in all of us. Everything that he owns, everything that belongs to him is in us. As a body, not as singles, as a body, 
So we are the fullness of God. The church is the fullness of God. Amen. So we see the church, the body of Christ, is the fullness of God. The body of Christ is where the fullness of God is. Where the fullness of God dwells, manifested and experienced. The church, the body of Christ, is where God has deposited all of his resources called the riches of his glory. The church, the body of Christ, where every member of the body is nourished and built up. How? How does that happen? We're going to look at that. Again, the Lord is speaking to us on be filled with the fullness of God. So, again, this, this topic or this message comes as an exhortation and it comes as a supplication. As a supplication is to say to you that you should explore and discover all that God has for you. That you should live a full life, full in the fullness of God. Live a full life, full in the fullness of God. The fullness of God is manifold. The fullness of God is manifold, meaning is many and varied. The fullness of God is many and varied. So he says, all the fullness of God, all the fullness of God. The fullness of God has width and length and height and depth to it. So it's multidimensional. When you look at it, this side, you see, wow, this is wide. Oh, you look at it, oh, this is long. Oh, this is deep. Oh, this is high. It's multidimensional. The fullness of God. The fullness of God has no limits. There is no limit, there is no end to the fullness of God. That is why it's all the fullness of God. When you think you are filled with all the fullness of God, then you discover again that there is more to it. When God opens your eyes, wow, there is more. The fullness of God for you is the extent, the limit to which you are willing to accommodate him. The fullness of God for you is the extent to which you are are willing to accommodate him. If you make more room for him, then there is more of his fullness to fill you up. Amen. If you make more room for, for God in your life, then you say, oh, wow. Yeah, wow. You get filled again and filled again and filled again and discover and discover. So be filled with all the fullness of God. It's not just a prayer. It's an exhortation for you to advance, to move forward, to progress. Not to settle. Don't settle for a little of God. Settle for all that is in God for you. Amen. Fullness of his grace. Go for it. Fullness of his peace. Go for it. Fullness of his power. Go for it. Fullness of his wisdom. Go for it. Fullness of his joy. Go for it. Fullness of his glory. Go for it. Fullness of his love. Go for it. Amen. If the psalmist says... A day in your court is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. A doorkeeper, a porter. You can imagine if you are inside, not a doorkeeper. If you are in the living room. Amen. Can you imagine Moses spending 40 days before the Lord? What was he doing? There was no TV there. No internet there. No no Facebook there to keep him occupied, just you know, browsing and looking and seeing things and you know, just to keep him awake and all of that. How did he spend 40 days before God? That's amazing. And he came down and he said, I want to go back. I want to see more. 
Show me your glory. Wow. What was it there? So he didn't see it all. It's like, I didn't get to that room. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I didn't experience that. I want more. I want more. The more you see of God, the more you want of him. The more you desire of him. For those who know God. Of course, this message is for those who are hungry and are thirsty for God. And the scripture says they will be filled. If you are hungry and thirsty for God, you will be filled. Be filled with all the fullness of God. Let's look at one of our key scriptures again. By the way, I want to remind you quickly of um, the main goals of this message to describe the fullness of God, which we already did, to encourage you to fellowship with believers, to encourage you to be active in your fellowship with believers. So don't just be a bench warmer. I know some people, I've heard some people who you know, go to some big churches uh, because you know they are able to just sneak in, sit down, you know, back rows right there, and the moment the service is over, they check out. They don't want to connect with anybody. They just want to go there, sit down, and listen to the message, and they just check out right after because they don't want to be committed to anything. They don't want to be bothered. Don't be like that. That's not what fellowship is. That's not what the family of God is. Amen. The family of God is a real family. It's an actual family where everyone has a job. Everyone has something to do. So to say, you know, the father has something to do. The mother has something to do. The children have things to do. Everyone has something to do. Everybody is busy doing something. Somebody is cooking. Somebody is sweeping. Somebody is mopping. Somebody is running an errand. Somebody is doing something. Everybody is doing something. That's what the family of God is like. So let's look at uh, one of our key scriptures again. Ephesians 1, 22 to 23. Ephesians 1, 22 to 23. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Hmm. How many all do you have there? There are four. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And he put all things under his feet. What is that? That's dominion. And he put all things under his feet. God put all things under the feet of Jesus. And referring to man, to the creation of man, God put all things under his feet in the beginning. Remember in Genesis, God put all things under the feet of man. God put all things under the feet of Adam and Eve. God put all things under their feet. Things in heaven, things on earth, things below the earth. God put all things under their feet. Now, do we see all things under their feet, the scripture says? No, we don't see all things under their feet. Why? Because of sin. Because they lost the glory. They lost the glory. The scripture says, because of sin, we have come short of the glory of God. Come below the glory that is meant for us because of sin. It's sin that dethrones us. It's sin that... Robs us of our glory, of our clothing. Glory is meant to be a clothing. Sin is what robs you of your clothing, of your cover. Sin is what exposes you. Sin is what disgraces. 
God put all things under the feet of Jesus because um, he offered himself as an atonement for our sin. He lived a perfect life and he gave his life for us so that we may be delivered from the power of sin. So God put all things under his feet. God gave him dominion. So we see dominion there. And he put all things under his feet. That's dominion. And gave him to be head. And gave him to be head. What is being given the head? The headship. What is that? Supremacy. Amen. He gave him supremacy. Gave him supremacy. Wow. All things to the church. Now, if put the two together. And gave him to be head over all things to the church. So we see all things to the church. All things being given to the church. All things being given to the church. That's what? That's endowment. You know, the church is endowed. That's empowerment. That's provision. That's privileges. That's inheritance. That's gifts. Endowment. All things. All things. Wow. That's powerful. We hope you have been blessed by today's broadcast. Come worship with us at Dayspring Chapel, located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Again, that's 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Sunday worship is at 1 p.m., Bible study and prayers on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. You may contact Pastor David for prayers or counseling at 857-266-0778. Again, that's 857-266-0778. Until tomorrow at this same time, Monday through Friday, arise, shine, and excel.